Hello friends, we all want big successful outreaches, don't we? Big retreats, big conferences, lots and lots of people. But the thing is, that's not how God works. And I don't know about you, but I have to be reminded of that often. God works in the small, in the humble, in the meek, and even as he went about spreading the gospel and building his church, Jesus worked in the small. But let's look at how God came to us through his son Jesus Christ in human form. The Jewish people were expecting a king. He came as a baby. They were expecting an army. He started with 12. They expected instant domination. But God worked as leaven over centuries for his church to spread around the world. And Jesus even taught us, Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. The meek, the small, the humble, working with a few? His ways are not our ways. Yet it seems so often we try to copy the world with what we're doing and bring with us the expectations of the world. And we think if we don't have a lot of people, we're not being successful. My friends, I want to encourage us to follow Jesus' example of working in the small ways and letting things build over time. We have to be patient in ministry and everything we're trying to do. We have to work on God's timeline. You know, I was just reading a wonderful uh, book. Um, it's called uh, Theology and Sanity. And um, it's a really wonderful book. But one thing... Um, it just talked about was how when Jesus came, people say, well, why didn't he just tell the disciples right away who he was? Why did he wait? He waited for them to figure it out because can you imagine what it would be like to just instantaneously find out you were standing before God himself? They needed to accept this truth slowly over time. So even in the way that God reveals himself to us and reveals himself through us to other people, it's going to take time. Yes, sometimes we expect that instantaneous conversion. We think that will happen again and again. But my friends, that's not mostly how God works. It's in the small, and it's over time. That's why Jesus spoke so often of leaven in bread, that you have to give it time for the bread to rise. Right, so how does this apply to us in day-to-day -day ministry, trying to lead and grow ministries, trying to follow the Lord's example? Well, I think the first takeaway is that we need to start small with a few like Jesus. I don't know about you, but time and time again, I see in ministry the ones that last have a team, a core team. And I often see the best teams are kind of smaller. Three, four, five. You know, Jesus, God made man, had 12 but I don't know about you. When I'm in a group of 12 people, it's very hard to make decisions. It's very hard to make a plan. So I find that small teams actually get more done. Do you have a team for ministry? If not, why are you carrying that burden alone? God never meant that. He said that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I with them. We learn in Scripture that a three-ply cord is not easily broken. We cannot do this alone. We need each other for the journey. He sent them out in pairs. He called a team of disciples. So we also need a team. So start with a team. 
Build that team. Form that team. And then you'll be stronger together as you go out and grow what um, what God has given you to grow. Because it's his ministry in the end. The second thing is to make every relationship and interaction matter. Every conversation. Give it the time it deserves. Don't rush it. Make eye contact. Learn about the person. And don't just... Uh, consider them another data point on your stat sheet of of how much you're growing or how much you're doing. You never know which conversation um, could really be the big difference maker in what God is trying to do. So let every interaction matter, every relationship. Take the time. Don't rush it. Relationships matter. They're the number one thing in ministry because we are trying to yoke folks onto Christ himself. Is that not a relationship? So it's dependent on our relationship with God, and then how is our relationship with those we're trying to serve? We can be that link for Christ, so make every relationship and interaction matter. And also then, number three point is to begin with the end in mind. Where are you trying to go over the long haul? Where are you going? Why are you doing this? This goes back to our first episodes from our book, Go Make Disciples, but... Never forget your why. Why are you doing this? What is your hope? I'm part of a team where we have a vision. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's actually a mission. The mission statement, the day-to-day, is help men be disciples who are continuously discerning God's will. That's what we're trying to do every day. But our vision is communities transformed by God's love, communities transformed by those men who um, have become disciples who continuously discern God's will. So knowing where you're trying to go you're going to realize the importance of each conversation. Okay, so begin with the end in mind. Make sure you've had time to reflect, why am I doing this? Where do I want people to end up? Let God speak to you, right? It's his ministry always. What's the hope of this? What's the point of this? And that time of prayer and discernment will also purify your motives. Because um, I've heard it said from a friend, right, when you're purchasing on Amazon, he has a rule with his wife. Put it in the cart, you have to sleep on it, and then decide if you want to buy it or not. I think that applies to ministry. Sometimes we have great ideas, and they sound so wonderful, but sleep on it. Pray on it. Give us some time to really see, is this from God or is this from me? And over time, you'll see what's true, what's rising to the top. The cream rises to the top. So begin with the end in mind. Give it that time of discernment. And on that note of discernment, lastly, place everything in his hands. Everything. I mean everything. It's not ours to give. It's not ours to do. Have open palms as you move forward. Uh, Work hard. Work as if everything depends on you, but pray as if everything depends on God. It's just like St. John the Baptist said, he must become more. I must become less. It's his ministry. The more that we let him shine, that we bring people to him, the more it's going to grow. I was talking recently to someone about um, a retreat in the area where I live. And um, while people were on retreat, there would always be a team praying for those people on retreat. And the retreats weren't doing very well. They weren't. But then that team that prays for those on retreat made one change. They started to do those retreats praying for those on the actual retreat in adoration. They would be before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and then things took off. It's about him, it's him, and it's only him. It's all about him. 
another quote from St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, right? She was so uh, big on the little way, right? Listen to this. Jesus does not demand great actions from us, but simply surrender and gratitude. Surrender. Surrender what you're doing to him. Be grateful that it's in his hands and not in yours. Jesus tells us, or in 1 Peter 5, 7, Scripture tells us, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It's all his anyway. You're all his in the first place, right? It's all his. We are his. And then the the master of this little way, I would say, or one of the masters, she would probably never call herself a master, but St. Teresa of Calcutta, her motto, do small things with great love. All those small interactions, those prayers for your ministry, those individual conversations, those little things you do with great love, they all add up to become just like a snowball effect. And before you know it, you look two, three years back and you say, oh my goodness, what is what is taking place? You know, I'm on another, on a team, uh, it's that same team, trying to reach men, but I, I recall back two years ago, about two years ago, we were on a retreat with our spiritual advisor, and uh, there's a priest that uh, did a, a retreat for us, and and he, he led us in a time of Eucharistic adoration, and for reflection, he talked about the dry bones package and Prophet Ezekiel. Prophet Ezekiel shown a vision of dry bones, and the bones are described as very dry. Now, that's that, the, the emphasis there is to, is to really hammer home, these bones have nothing on them, no flesh, but then the Word of God comes on them. God's Holy Spirit wakes them up. The dry bones come alive. They come alive because it's only him that can do it. So remember that, friends. It's only him that can do it. It's only him that can resurrect your ministry. It's only him that rose from the dead, that came out of the tomb. Right? It's like that really uh, great uh, song out there right now, Graves into Garden. Only God can do that. These are the sounds of dry bones rattling. Only God can do that. So my friends, God works in the small Start with a few like Jesus. Make every relationship and interaction matter. Begin with the end in mind and always bring everything to him. Leave everything in his hands with the Blessed Virgin Mary interceding for you. And surely, over time and in each moment, your ministry will make a difference in those you're called to serve. So thanks for listening, friends. Check out our new free monthly newsletter. You can sign up at beingandmakingdisciples.com. It's right there on the homepage. God bless and go make disciples.